Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me as always is the lovely Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Actually, wait, me first. I'm fucking furious. I I cannot stand the movie that we watched this week. I hated it. I hated it from start to finish. This was absolute trash. It crushes my soul. As a movie lover, I love watching movies. It's one of my favorite things to do, and this makes me hate movies. How are you? I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared of you right now. Little peek behind the curtain. We were like, you know what? We have a busy Sunday, so let's not watch and record on Sunday. Let's watch tonight, Saturday night. And I got so mad after watching this movie that Hannah said, we have to record now. So here we are. This is what you're getting. I wanted you all to hear this because I knew that if he had a chance to sleep on it, he might be in a better mood. Yeah, I, I might want- be like, oh, you know what? This movie's actually fine. I didn't think it was that bad. No, no, this is the what I think I've used this phrase before, but this is the whitest hot garbage we have seen in a long time. I'll save my thoughts for the end. I'm <laughs> saving it for the end. Great. We watched this week US. You haven't even said what movie. No, it's in the title of the podcast. You know. It's called oh USS Indianapolis You're Men of Courage. And they have to include that second part of the title, Men of Courage, to remind you that this movie's about real people who actually died. So you can't make fun of it that much. But you know what? I'm going to. Oh my God. Because. This movie was so bad. <laughs> and God bless God bless the people who were in the real life situation, but but mm-hmm. for fuck's sake, this is no way to honor them. This is no way to honor them with this piece of this absolute really, shit. This, this dingleberry of a movie. <laughs> this really is a disgrace to their lives. It's not a disgrace to their lives, it is. but it's not a great way to honor them. It's a terrible way. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a great way. See, I'm already, like, giving it some leniency, this movie. No, it's a terrible way to honor this movie. You're absolutely right. Or honor honor those men. Honor these people. Yeah. Men, yeah. So anyway, the USS Indianapolis was the ship that brought the atomic bombs to Guam to be fired into Nagasaki and Hiroshima at the end of World War II. Nicolas Cage plays the captain of the USS Indianapolis. More happens, but we'll get into that later. Oh my god. All right, Han. What do you got background information wise? Are you sure that you're like okay to do this? I'm fine. Okay. I'm so mad. There's a reason. Should I just say why I'm so mad? No. Okay. Save it for the end. Save it for when it comes up. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep let's keep them on their toes. Great. Since you've already spoiled your thoughts and feelings on this spectacular film i'm sorry but i cannot hold it in <laughs> i cannot be like so hen what was the budget for this movie and I'm, i'd just be oh, teeming you, over you're here gonna, you're gonna die when you hear great give it to me what do we got uss indianapolis 2016 i think he's made five movies in 2016 and we've seen three so far christ this movie has a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too and high. I think Steve thinks that's way too high. Too high. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. 
This was worse than Left Behind, which was a one. <laughs> it had worse CGI than Left Behind, which was a one. This CGI may be the worst CGI I've ever seen. This was this was five years ago. Well, They're making Avengers movies like it's nothing. This movie had a budget of $40 million. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> and Steve, it made... million dollars. Sorry, how much did it make? Out of the $40 million budget, it made $2.1 million. That is... That is (laughs) 2,000,999,999. It's... it's, This movie should have made $1 at most. (laughs) On like transactional this fees from the one person no, who this, accidentally bought a ticket to this movie. This movie should have paid reparations to the people that. Yeah. That, yeah. They spent forty million dollars on this movie. How about spending forty million dollars to like the family of the the fallen soldiers or something? Not that you know it's been sixty years or whatever, but how about like in, this is no way to honor soldiers. Horrible I, I agree. You agree. Great. $40 million. Any idea what Nick Cage got paid? No, but oh. you're, I, I think I've, I think I know why it costs so much. Was it the CGI budget? No. Huh? I'll save that for last before I get into Nick Cage things just to build some suspense. Here. Oh, okay. Wait, what are you saying now then? Why, why it costs save- so much? the reason why i think it costs so much okay okay this movie was produced by or i don't know, like is it the production companies is that what yeah that's called okay like saturn films we yeah, saw. yeah 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 so it's saturn films is one of them that's nick cage's production company mm-hmm. hannibal media never heard of that and no. then mvp films this film is the mvp it is the goat um no it's not <laughs> This movie was filmed mostly in Mobile, Alabama, and the ship was the USS Alabama that they filmed on, unless they were using a CGI ship, which was most of the time. It was abundantly clear. It was like a child drew (laughs) a ship and then like put it on a popsicle stick and waved it in front of the camera. It was worse than, I don't want to say any video game cgi i've ever seen yeah but most video game cgis i've ever seen even for the time it 2016 wasn't that long ago. No. 2015 this was made i i i just all right well it was filmed on the uss alabama unless uh-huh. it was cgi mm-hmm. and then the uss drum is a submarine and that's what the oh. japanese submarine was okay that's kind of cool that they had an actual submarine and actual ship unless to, it to was cgi well yeah Oh, my God. Experts on sinking ships have claimed that this is a fatally flawed representation of what a sinking ship would look like. Um, Additionally, the numbers of survivors and people who were stranded when the ship wreck happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We didn't we didn't mention, but the. (laughs) That after they deliver the the atomic bombs, yeah. the ship gets torpedoed by the Japanese, and so they're by lost. By the submarine, by the yeah. USS Trump, <laughs> not the no, USS no, 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 no. It's the by Japanese. The Japanese yeah. uh, In real life, what actually happened? Yes. Right. 
Um, so then there's a bunch of men that are stranded. In the movie, they say it was 300 men that were stranded. But in real life, it was 1,186 men that were stranded. And then 317 of them survived. Yeah, that's what they said in the movie. I thought. No, they said 300 men were stranded. I thought they said more. I don't know. I'm just reading facts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. This movie... Uh, so... <laughs> I guess we're about to spoil another piece of this film. Okay. In the movie Jaws, there is a long monologue about sharks and the USS Indianapolis because once the men get stranded after Mm. the shipwreck happens, they are surrounded by sharks and many in real life and in the movie, um, many of them are either eaten alive or, you know, they, what the shark eats one of their limbs. Mm hmm. Um, many um, injuries. Jaws was filmed in 1975. Mm-hmm. The sharks looked better in Jaws in 1975 than they did in the USS Indianapolis from 2016. Do you know it was filmed in 1987? Was it Jaws Revenge? Yeah, do you know who I, starred in Jaws Revenge? I was curious about what else he's done, so I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, director of this piece of crap film, Mario Van Peebles, <laughs> was in Jaws Revenge. Do you know what else he was in? Actually, no, I don't know anything past that. Mario Van Peebles was a very small role in a movie that we've seen called The Cotton Club when he worked with Nicolas Cage. What? So he was dying to work with Nick again, and... He, I, I watched an interview with him and he said that Nick has a wicked sense of humor. He's super professional. I thought that he would play this role of the captain exceptionally well. So I needed to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Mario. <laughs> that's Mario, the boy. <laughs> and I want to say that Mario Van Peebles is the worst director <laughs> that's maybe ever stepped foot on this earth. But he's done good things. So I don't know what happened here, Mario. We'd love to have you on (laughs) if you're listening. Oh, my God. Christ. And one more thing before I get to why I think this movie costs so much to make. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Matt Lanters, who is the actor that plays a character named Bama, if you remember him. Oh God! Okay, yeah. There's Bama, and then this guy from New York, and their buddies. D'Angelo. D'Angelo. He's from New York. Hey, I just got these swinging dance moves. I know how to talk to dames. And he's like, "Well, I'm from Alabama, and we are kind gentlemen." I'm caricaturizing them, but but I couldn't care any less about two people in this entire world than these two characters. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about this. This movie has the largest supporting crew of actors I've ever seen in a movie. Like, this is an ensemble movie of ensemble movies. And the problem with that is there is no focus to this film. No. There are so many stories that are happening, which sometimes that's cool. Sometimes I really like ensemble movies and, like, you know, like the... um, 
like the New Year's Eve movies and like the well, the obvious comparison is Pearl Harbor. Love Actually. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking like the Love oh, Actually oh, types oh, of movies. Oh, like those silly ones where like yeah, several storylines. Yeah, several storylines, and then they merge, and like that's kind of how this is as well. Except they're all soldiers, so like, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's obvious. So yeah, yeah Pearl Harbor would with be a, with who's in that? That's Ben Affleck. That's Cuba mm-hmm, Gooding Jr. Saving Private Ryan. Like that would be another one. That would be another one. Like similar. another good example. Great ensembles. Problem is none of their stories are compelling, so we don't no. care about any of these people. And they all look like the most boring ass white they dudes. They all look exactly the same. Yeah. And like, I understand that they're Navy men and Navy men in the 40s. Sure. V- mostly were boring ass white dudes, except for the few black people that sure. were there, which yeah. are also depicted in they're this They're represented. Film. Yeah. But they couldn't have cast actors that at least looked a little bit different so that you like were, it didn't, it took us like sometimes an entire scene to be like, oh, that's Bama. I thought that was this other guy. Yeah. Yeah. They all look the same. D'Angelo Vickers or whatever his yeah, name yeah. is. Anyway, Bama, Matt Lanters, the, his, actor, yes. the, the actor, his grandfather um, actually was was a survivor of the USS Indianapolis. Oh, wow. So this project meant a lot to him to be in, right. understandably. Well, then it makes sense that you get him. Yeah, and you And it makes sense actor. that you get Nicolas Cage. But yeah. who are all of these other nobodies? I just uh, people who needed a job who like live in Mobile, I guess. It's no pun intended. It is a sea of nobodies in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is an endless bound of nobodies. I, I don't know. So here is why, why did the, I think yeah, okay. this movie cost so much money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a World War II era seaplane used for filming. Okay. And there was a huge accident with this World War II era seaplane where it took on water and it sank and they could not recover it. So they had to eat the costs of this World War II era seaplane, this piece of history. That's the most Nicolas Cage thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I don't know how much that costs, but I assume like a relic, like a World War II era seaplane probably is very expensive. So they, they likely had to pay like $10 million or something. For that unbelievable back to like whatever museum they borrowed it from yeah like they put with an insurance <laughs> policy from yeah. the museum like yeah sure no nah, we don't need the insurance come on what do we gotta sink the plane or something i don't understand why they needed to use one because they just cgi'd them all anyway well they had to after they sank it they couldn't use it <laughs> for filming there is this is the cg they could have built this. a replica they had to use an actual World War II, World War II era seaplane. Yeah. Okay. So, for Nicolas Cage fans, if you've seen, if you've not seen this movie, please never watch it. It's on Netflix, by the way. Don't watch it. But if you're interested, but it's if, two hours and fifteen minutes. Uh, way too long. Way too long. We can talk about that too. Way too long. Well, Come on. It's because of other reasons that we will get into that yeah. we find that it was too long. It's because yeah. they don't have a focus for right. this movie. <laughs> they're, they're spreading it around to too many people who we just don't give a shit and about. And then also like too many circumstances as well. Yeah. Oh my God, we'll, we'll, get, it. we'll, yeah, get, there. we'll get there. <laughs> but, but if you're a Nicolas Cage fan and you haven't seen this movie, you've probably seen Drive Angry. Now, Drive Angry has bad CGI, mm-hmm. but it's used in a way, in a pacing, in a funny way, in a lighthearted, in interesting kind of way this movie is meant to commemorate the people who gave their lives for our country to end the Great War. Yeah, this is a big deal. And they're using CGI that a fucking fourth grader could do. 
it it is embarrassingly bad there was a the moment, torpedoes that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> there is a moment where they show the submarine shoot its torpedoes at it the ship almost looks like stop motion it looks like <laughs> when the animators of South Park take a piece of construction paper and move it across the screen. That's, yeah. That's what that's what it is. Like stop motion. Well, sort of similar, I guess. In a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's just like a, a long oval moving across the screen with no texture, no, no shading, <laughs> no motion blur. It's just an oval <laughs> just moving <laughs> through the water. And you're like, was that a torpedo? That was horrible. Good thing there was context that said it was a torpedo. Yeah, if you just Otherwise. saw that scene, you'd be like, what is this sliver what is of this shit? piece of poop moving through the water? <laughs> what is this very smooth looking piece of poop moving through the water? <laughs> Whoever dropped that deuce is one hell of a digest- digestive system. Oh my god. Uh, also, I apologize to people listening because I can look at the waveforms on the, my screen right now and I think I've been <laughs> shouting screaming. this entire time. <laughs> That's fine. Nick shouts for the duration of this movie. Christ. Which is what made it moderately enjoyable for us. Yeah, I guess. There were some glimmers of light when Nicolas Cage would deliver his lines because all of them were delivered in an absurd way, which I'm very excited to talk about. But first, let's talk about Nick Cage behind the scenes. Very interesting story here. Um, only this would happen to Nicolas Cage. After filming on July 14th, 2015, they must have filmed this movie over the summer of 2015. Sure. Um, in June is when the seaplane sank and was not recoverable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick uh, meandered to a park in downtown Mobile, Alabama, and just happened to be sitting on a bench next to a Navy veteran, Richard Stevens, who was a survivor of this exact ship crash shipwreck no he didn't (laughs) no he fucking didn't who are you lying for (laughs) why i didn't even think that he would make that up but like you're right (laughs) or just some old man with a sense of humor it was probably a homeless person (laughs) yeah old man with a sense of humor nicholas cage sits down and goes i'm filming a movie about the uss indianapolis oh yeah i was on that one (laughs) oh my god you're a survivor oh yeah well anyway they spoke for many many hours of course they did (laughs) because nicholas cage is gonna be like well i met this guy but he walked away because he thought i was creepy no oh my god all right and lastly, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not yelling. It's misplaced it's okay. anger. I'm not it's yelling fine. at you. Heather. I know you're not. All right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So I watched that interview with Mario Van Peebles, Steve's favorite director. Yeah. And then Nick came in at the end of the interview, much to my surprise. Um, and he said that one of my first loves is the ocean. Never heard him talk about that before. No. I've done a lot of research on this man. Never heard him talk about the ocean <laughs> no. before. I guess he had a pet octopus, which is ocean-like. I've had a fish. That's true. <laughs> so it's probably yeah. 90% yeah. of the population. Nicolas Cage's version of winning a goldfish at the fair is it's buying, like buying an, an octopus. octopus. Yeah. Um, he said that he's always dreamed of filming a movie that takes place at sea. He almost did a few really uh, a few, and then um, it made him really frustrated that they didn't work out. 
he really wants to play Captain Nemo in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So he felt that this was his best opportunity to make a sea film. Swing and a miss, Nick. Try again. Yeah, critics hate this. Go figure. They say that the CGI is so distractingly terrible, which it is. It's... Yeah, we'll get they, into it, but that's not like, the only reason. It's, though. They just say like the plot makes no sense. Nah, and there's no focus, it's, like it's, you said. I've I've I read one review that said this is basically Sharknado. <laughs> I looked this up, and Sharknado came out in 2013, yeah. three years prior to this. this is, the this sharks shark, looked better. The is sharks, Sharknado. Yeah, but the CGI sharks looked better in Shark Fucking Nado with Tara Reid going. Oh my god, the sharks are. They lost around. their budget because they had to pay for a. Like a historic landmark that they destroyed. So they had to do bad CGI. Also, the production companies were Hannibal and Saturn. You really think that they have like the resources? Fucking Spielberg made the world's greatest shark movie without CGI in 1975. Yeah, but he had all the best people working with him. You really think that this... You saw this cast. You think that the crew was much better? You, you you know who directed this movie. You really think that he was able to get, like, yeah, yeah. any talent? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we need the world's greatest prop makers because, you know, we lost our CGI budget. So now we need a great prop maker to make some... We lost our CGI budget and we also lost our prop. <laughs> well, yeah. But we need a prop maker. I mean, for the sharks. Okay. Like, we need, a, we need a prop maker to make a really convincing shark that Do, we'll use for they, several Could they not have just scenes. borrowed some from another movie? How from many? Anywhere. From Sharknado, which was made two years before this? That's could they not I'm have saying. just done that? There no, were... he doesn't have relationships with... Because he's an actor, he's not a director. And then he worked with these production companies that don't have relationships in Hollywood. Because they're irrelevant. And this was filmed in Mobile. So, like, what resources did they have? They didn't. That's why this movie's so bad. They just didn't... They don't... They didn't network properly. It's business. Business. (laughs) Now you're on my page here, Han. Now you and I are even in terms of frustration. I said to you while we were watching this movie that a lot of times people will say... That when they find something to be not good, they try not to blame the creatives. I blame them. I blame everyone involved <laughs> in this movie, except for the actual soldiers who survived. Shall we? I guess we have to. I'm going to breeze through this thing because I don't want to talk about it. I can't wait to, to, to rehash this whole film. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out a little bit. The of- cast of characters. Oh, God. I guess I could. We talked about Bama in Diego or whatever his name D'Angelo. is. D'Angelo. Um, really interesting story about them. Yeah. D'Angelo got a girl pregnant and wants to marry her, but shocker, Bama's in love with her. So. Okay. First of all, <laughs> okay. First of all, Bama is driving D'Angelo to to his girl's house, who is this clara or something this this blonde woman mm-hmm. and he's like i think she's swell i think she's the one i want to settle down and fucking new york city boy goes why do you want to settle down the world's your oyster you're young you're attractive come on don't forget about it and then he meets the girl and falls in love with her he and gets her pregnant and gets her pregnant he his best friend was like i'm in love with this woman and whoops sorry it's I had sex slipped, with her. Slipped in. Sorry, I just 
put something inside of her. <laughs> Whoopsie. Okay, so there's those two idiots. Mm-hmm. Then all of these fucking sailors are at the movie the theater. movies. <laughs> And, like, there's three black guys, and there's, like, 20 white guys, and three black guys are like, hey, wasn't that the guy who was saying racist things about you earlier? So then they start fighting with each other, this one black guy and this one white guy. They, when it becomes a shipwreck movie, they become shipwrecked together. And so I'm thinking, like, what an interesting story, right? How these two people who originally hate each other have to come together to survive sharks and torpedoes and shit. What a fascinating story. We get, like, five minutes of them. Yeah, they were the only, like, compelling part of this. Absolutely. (laughs) Then there's this guy who his defining trait is that he has glasses. (laughs) And he steals the ring that that D'Angelo has to propose to his pregnant girlfriend that Bama's in love with. And he was going to use it to to pawn it and get more gambling because he gambles. And he has this big breakdown scene at the end. He's like, I was going to get the ring and sell it. And he's crying his eyes out. And I'm staring at this actor like, I feel nothing. None. Because the director didn't earn it. And then the co-captain. Oh, the co-captain's just some prick. (laughs) He is is one of those quintessential evil for no reason characters in a movie. Mm -hmm. Who else else Uh, we got? The Japanese. We'd be remiss to not mention the Japanese. The Japanese <laughs> is seeing visions. This, so there's like one guy who's like commanding the submarine, essentially. He's seeing visions of his father. And he is the one who says, no, let's not use essentially kamikaze submarines. Let's use unmanned torpedoes. Because he, he feels for, for the people. in the Because the people in the, yeah, the kamikaze like suicide. It's like a suicide bomb. Yeah. Torpedo. Yeah. But he sees visions of his father. He comes back later. We'll talk about him in a minute. Who else do we got? Anybody else that I missed? Oh, my oh. God, Had. Oh. Okay, all right. Calm the down. writer. Yeah. What? I, I don't know. So this guy carries a little notebook and writes <laughs> these little slam poetry bits and bobs about his, about his fellow crewmates. And then when they get shipwrecked, his book is drenched. He he just got blown up across the ocean. And he continues writing with like like, pencils. He's like, (laughs) my eyes perceive the jaws and the water and the lies of my brothers. Like, what? (laughs) Also, you just happened. You still have this book and pencil on you. Yeah. And a pencil. Like, no way a pen's working in the middle of the fucking Pacific. No way that pencil's working on wet papers. Have you ever tried to write pencil on wet paper? It rips right through. Thank you. <laughs> rips right on, right on through to the other side. And I thought I was the scientist. <laughs> and then there's the man that he reads the stories too that the writer reads the stories too that nick cage saves i don't know who that is i don't know he just got blown up his he's one-legged man he's just screaming the later. whole time yeah. he's later there's a priest who's like blessing everyone oh, yeah. uh and then there's just like 500 other people just they all look the same they all look the same <laughs> so that's everyone that's the crew oh yeah and gary grubbs <laughs> Oh, he's one of those guy from that things. Yeah, I don't know what else. I he I don't think he's he the plays same guy. Clara's dad. <laughs> I don't think he's the same guy, but he looks like 
the guy who's the Texan businessman and left behind. Yeah, he does. Look but it, he's just I'm one of those sure types. He's just I'm one like of those. I'm pretty sure that's him. All right, let me look it up. I have no idea what this character's name is. <laughs> just look for Gary. It is Gary Grubbs. Yeah. I knew we've talked about him before. So the return of the great Gary Grubbs. <laughs> no, he's Grubbs. he's fine. He's a good actor. He's Grubbs. barely in this. So those are the people. These are the people in your neighborhood. <laughs> so let's get into one of the reasons why I think this movie is so horrendously atrocious. And that is because this movie starts as all of these people coming together on a nice big warship. It's a day in the life of being a sailor during World War II. It's a war movie. They're talking guns. They're talking missiles. They're talking submarines and kamikazes. They're talking the complications of battle. Oh, Dre- James Remar is in this. The guy, the dad from Dexter. And he's, you know, fine. Turning in a, just an okay performance. He's standing on his ex and saying sure his lines. I'm pretty sure he's been in something else with Nick. And I, just I think you're right. I can't what it is. Yeah. But he's been in stuff over the years. So you got another bringing decent actor. Bringing Out the Dead. Was he, he, was in, he was in Bringing Out the Dead, mm-hmm. yes. So it's this war movie, right? You had asked me to mention this as one of the worst scenes. There is right in the beginning a close-up. It gets worse. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah, there's a close-up of him. Nick Cage communicates with his number one gal by just looking at a picture of her and giving his speeches. His wife. I guess his wife. It's his wife. Well, they go to his house later after he survives. That's her. I know, but she's like 18. <laughs> She's not 18. She might as well be she's compared like to 30. him. 30. Still, Nick Cage is like 60. No, he's not. He just turned like 55. I don't know. Anyway. He just married someone who's 26. In it, real life. In real life. Yeah, yeah. There is a great speech right in the beginning, too, where Nick Cage addresses all of his recruits on the ship mm-hmm. and tells them that they're worthless. Yeah. For those of you who are new to the Indianapolis. I am your captain. Without me, you are worthless. You are my crew. And without you, I am worthless. Our success, our very survival, is contingent upon our functioning together as one cohesive unit. We have the complete confidence and trust of the commander-in-chief, as well we should. Understood? Yes, sir! Am I understood? Yes, sir! So that's good. Oh, the- he's wearing all white, and it's very classy. Mm, yes, very pristine, as a sailor in the uh, Navy would wear. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, they deliver their package of the atomic bombs. The bomb And Nick Cage looks at whatever the commanding officer is at Guam, and he says, like, we need an escort back home. And the guy turns to him and says, how can you have an escort? You were never here. <laughs> and you asked me to write down that that was the worst that scene. That was the worst scene. <laughs> and once again, it's... it lasted 12 seconds. Yeah. Like they, it, all this buildup uh-huh. of them on the ship and moving the thing and, and dropping off the bomb and then they get there, they drop it off, and then Nick asks one question, the guy's like, ooh, you were never here. That just, like, fades into the background. <laughs> ooh, <spooky. laughs> 
So it's at this moment where you think, okay, the movie could end here. But it doesn't because, (laughs) of course, as we mentioned, that they then get torpedoed by the Japanese. And also that we mentioned this movie is two hours and 15 minutes long. But it felt like we'd been watching it for three hours at this point because I just couldn't give a shit. We need to stop pausing in the middle of these movies because it makes us feel so much worse. Yeah. Like, I remember when we paused and there was 30 minutes left still. You lost your goddamn mind. I really, truly did. I don't know if anybody, if that got picked up on the mic, but our cat just jumped up onto my notebook and I had to wrestle it away from her. But yeah, I did. So then it becomes less about a day in the life of a sailor and more about like, oh shit, bombs are going off. Things are getting blown up. And to their credit, you know, it was a pretty tense scene couple of scenes yeah, i guess yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. of of them trying to figure out what to do because eventually nick cage decides that they have to abandon ship because that's reasonable makes sense he also decides not to zigzag mm. which comes back later apparently apparently so nick cage has by a- zigzag i mean move the boat in a zigzag formation in an effort to avoid getting hit yeah in, a, in an effort to avoid detection bomb. yeah and avoid detection as well from the like sonar and uh, and things of the, oh. of the submarines gotcha it's probably multi a multifaceted yeah i don't know the logistics of zigzagging so i'm not here to talk about those yeah yeah <laughs> i think what is it a, a an alligator a crocodile you're supposed to zigzag yeah, because they can they can't see. They can't, s- no, you're they supposed can't to run. You're supposed to run downhill for a bear. I thought you're supposed to run straight because they can't see straight ahead of them. I they can only see on an angle. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just so desperate to talk about something other than this movie. You're talking about sharks. Great. Let's. There's do some it. fun foreshadowing. Right before this. The foreshadowing. Oh, there's two more people that we didn't discuss. <laughs> These two sailors who are like, oh, why, why, what if someone can't swim? Well, you don't have to swim because either the Japanese will get you. And if they don't, then the sharks will. They're and like, then they pull oh out God. a picture of a shark. Is this a shark? They're like In a magazine. They, they're holding up like National Geographic and whatever the 40s. Like a oh magazine my... of a shark. I think I lost it. <laughs> Not those two guys, but the guy that those two guys asked, who's supposed to be like this weathered old sailor man who's like, well, these sharks will get you, Sonny Jim. Uh, th- I don't even remember that. I, me neither. And it's all flushing back to me about how horrible this man made me feel about watching this movie. Goodness, I'm sorry. He Do you was, want reparations from him? He was one of the worst actors in this movie oh, was this man. I don't remember him at all because you blocked it out <laughs> he was so offensive that oh, you blocked it out I'm glad anyway sounds, where sounds were we miserable to have to relive abandoned ship let me insert some clips of Nick abandoning ship Another little peek behind the curtain. I inserted clips of Nick Cage, and it sounds like we're laughing at that, but really, Hannah just made a funny noise. No, we're laughing at those clips. So Nick Cage gets yeeted out of this boat. 
<laughs> the torpedoes go off. So because a captain should go down with a ship, but he gets blown off. Yeah, you ever seen Titanic? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Victor so, Carper. <laughs> yeah. Also, they they took so much from Titanic. I know. Because the, the way boat... the ship falls is like straight up in the air. Oh, remember that experts on sinking ships have said that there are fatal flaws to the to like the scientific yeah. principles behind how the ship sank in the water. This movie broke physics in more ways than one. <laughs> but yeah, it did take a lot. But from... then also, when it was pointed vertically, when the ship was vertical and sinking in the water, there were people like hanging on the railing, and then mm-hmm. one dude fell and hit the propeller on the way down, which is a pretty iconic moment from Titanic. From Titanic, yeah. And, it's like, and there were people doing? on the other side of of like the barrier, kind of like what? Oh, um, oh, yeah. So because oh. sorry, so be, because <laughs> I was gonna say kind of like what Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet do. Yeah, because. The black guy and the white guy were fighting with each other. They get thrown in the brig. Oh, yeah. They're in, like, prison. <laughs> right. So some guy comes at the end. He's like, hey, you know, we're sinking. I'll save you. And he takes he saves the keys the black out. Guy. And he drops the keys in the water. And so now and they And the white back. guy yeah. is trapped and he's screaming for help. So then the one guy goes yes. back, saves him. The guy that he was fighting with earlier in the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you- then, and then... <laughs> Oh, and then the they boat get, just happens to break apart right on that no, jail cell. No, they get trapped in the jail cell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve, come on. You're skipping things. I don't give a shit if I skip things. I'm sorry again. You're gonna, but like, if you're going to explain something, you need to explain it in a way that makes sense to our listening I audience. I want to explain it quickly. I don't want to explain it fully. <laughs> but you're leaving like very... The, but the point we started down this path was the comparisons between Titanic and this movie. So the comparison is that they dropped the keys in the water and yeah, they had and to dive under like the water a, and grab the keys. And there's like a prison thing at the bottom of the ship. Yes. There's yeah. a brig. Yes. Yeah. Done. Oh, okay. I don't know what I don't, that's called. I don't, I don't want to go into okay, any more detail sorry. about how somehow unexplained they both got trapped in the same cell. It only adds to how bad this movie is. I know, but I don't want to dwell on it. Okay, is what I'm continue then. Maybe this was a mistake recording tonight. I'm just so mad. At this I know. Movie. Don't take it out on me, though. I've told you I apologize. I'm not taking it out on you. It's misplaced anger. I... So Nick Cage gets yeeted. <laughs> And a CGI great white shark bumps past him as he's under the water. Like knocks him in the head. So he gets out of the water, has a nice yell. Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear me? He finds a few of his bros. (laughs) And now suddenly it's like an hour long of a shipwreck movie of like a stranded lost at sea movie where they're avoiding sharks. It's a shark movie now. It's, so it's a shark movie. It's a completely different tone from the first hour of this movie. And they're all kind of spread out into like three different groups. <clears throat> mm, yeah. So Nick Cage is sort of gathering stragglers who sort of happen to come his way, including the writer, including the guy who lost his leg. Who he keeps having to give morphine to. Yeah. And then. Some some of their, <laughs> some of their supplies included morphine, which they're all putting on this poor guy who, who lost his leg. He's on his, literally and metaphorically, on he's on his last legs. Um, but then one of the other supplies <laughs> that they have is their food that they have to ration. <laughs> and, and Nicolas Cage, they just, 
they cut from one of the other groups and they cut back to Nicolas Cage. And he's looking up at the sky and he, he just goes, open. and he just goes, spam. And he cracks open a can of spam. He goes, it's the mail of the day. But he just looks, he looks up longingly and he goes, spam. With a pregnant pause. Spam. And they tried to slip it in like we, <laughs> like we wouldn't notice. Because cause he's got this voiceover going on at the same time. Like, it was hard at sea and I don't really know what else to say. Spam. And my dear Jenny, I'll get back to you one day. Like, it's the miracle of the day. It's the special of the day, I think. Special, special of the special week of or the something. Week. Yeah. <laughs> spam. <laughs> the rest of the movie, Hannah and I would just look at each other and go, mm, Spam. <laughs> so oh these pilots are flying over over top of them i guess one of these planes actually sank and uh they they spot the all all the all the shipwrecked crew all of the survivors and finally the la- one of the last people to get rescued by this plane that's they they land the plane and everybody's sitting on top of the plane because they figure it's not really right to go back and forth in groups and trying to pick up these people, so try to save as many people as possible. Last last but not least, Nick Cage gets picked up, and they're like, is that the captain? Come on over. <laughs> and he yells back in only a way Nick Cage can. Thank you for landing. We got room for a few more. I'm okay. Get my men out of the water! I'm okay. Get my men out of the water. <laughs> Why does he decide to Shatner? He's just, he's just this Christopher Walken, William Shatner. <laughs> I don't get it. So they're rescued, right? They get rescued. Everything's great. They get back to the mainland. They get back to the States. And I go, I have to pee. And I pause. And there's 30 minutes left. What could possibly happen? What could happen? I'll tell you what happens. It turns into a courtroom drama. Oh, my God. Because James Remar shows back up and goes, listen, someone's got to take the fall for this. Because you didn't zigzag. so (laughs) zigzag. So Nick Cage slap is just, on the wrist. You gotta, you gotta go to court. So Nick Cage is in court, and then, and this is and, the most confusing sentence that he got. Not well, like, okay, not so, like a, not so first, his, first, his, hold on. First, the commander of the Japanese submarine oh shows God. up out of nowhere, like he's not a war criminal. <laughs> And he's like, Nicolas Cage did the right thing. He's like, he couldn't have, even if he did zigzag, he wouldn't have been able to avoid our torpedoes. We were too close. And it's like, what is he doing there? Why is he, why is it just okay for him to be there? He killed 800 U.S. soldiers. <laughs> wouldn't he be arrested immediately upon you would like, think? landing? Like, also, how did he know that this, the, like, that the, the trial was happening? Well, I guess he got summoned or called in. How? 
I guess by the prosecutor. Also, Nick Cage. <laughs> at one point, he Nick Cage gives his testimony. We see a flashback of the entire movie. <laughs> like some scenes we like just saw five if, minutes ago. Like as if we have never seen them. Before. As if we've never seen these scenes. We've seen them, man. Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> we've seen this. And he's giving this this recounting. He's recounting his tale of what happened at sea. And the prosecutor gets teary-eyed. <laughs> There's not a dry eye in the courtroom, except for us, the audience, because we don't give a shit. <laughs> then, then, then it's so confusing what happens next. They, because they say that he's yeah. not guilty. And then they're like, I'm so sorry that you got that guilty sentence. And Bama, Bama's like, they only read the not guilty ones, so he's guilty on all the other charges. That's not true. You've been found guilty of zigzagging. I'm not, <laughs> not zigzagging. <laughs> Sorry, you have to go to jail or some shit. But he doesn't. He doesn't go to jail. <laughs> he goes He goes right out the doors, follows the Japanese dude. They have a nice little heart to heart. Where they, they both, forgive each other. Yeah, and they were both like, you know, we, we were both like, just doing our yeah, duty. Yeah, like, as, yeah. you know, as a soldier, I had to do my job. But as a person, I'm really sorry for what happened. Oh, and he's shattering in this scene, too. Uh-huh. He's like, I was just doing my duty. <laughs> and then... Here we go. And then Nick Cage... <laughs> and then they just show all of the soldiers hanging pictures of the fallen soldiers on a wall in, like, a memoriam. Mm-hmm. And then they show Nick Cage at home, and he just stands up. And I guess because he's having such bad PTSD, he shoots himself. Like, I didn't see that coming. No, he commits suicide. He commits suicide. He walks over to his desk, has like a monologue, facing away from the camera, picks up a pistol, and fires one into his brain. And I felt nothing. No. I felt nothing. I laughed. (laughs) I, I like threw things. Because it should have been such a profound payoff. I know, this poor captain. This captain had such guilt that he didn't go down with his ship. He had such guilt. He felt (laughs) as though he lost 800 American lives. And I felt nothing for this person because it was portrayed by Nicolas Cage and directed (laughs) by Mario Van Peebles. I think that was more of the problem. Not that it was Nick Cage. I don't think Nick is the problem with this movie. I guess not. So the movie's over, right? Movie's movie's done. (laughs) Thank God. You hear, like, the, the type of music for the credits about to come up. Oh, and then... <laughs> then then they show two of the actual survivors. And then they cut to a, a black and white of a plane flying by. Live, and a little, and a little caption And a little caption that says, actual footage. Mm. And then they show, like, a hundred Who's pictures. recording this, by the way? It doesn't matter. It's World War II footage. They got it all over the place. I, I don't know how they did it. We're not going to talk about that now. But then they show hundreds of pictures of what these men did with their lives and men who they were before in comparison to the actors. And this movie is an incredible one-minute documentary. <laughs> you have two survivors. You have footage. You have an amazing story to tell. You know what? You also have that guy that Nick met on a bench. You have that guy <laughs> that Nick met on a bench. Fuck it. Why is this not a documentary? And I lost it. Yes, Steve needed to take a walk. I I paced up and down our house. Steve said, I need to take a walk. (laughs) And then did. (laughs) Look at my notebook. I very angrily scribbled, they have actual footage and drew giant question marks all over my notes. Oh my God. Unbelievable, this piece of shit film. (laughs) 
did you expect to like this? No, but I didn't expect it to be <laughs> so blatantly offensive. Why are you offended so much? Because this is, this is just... I didn't know that you were such a patriot. It's really only about half being a patriot. It's more about being a movie fan and how bad this movie is. I didn't think, like, I think it offends me that they got this movie made and it was made so poorly because it was under the guise of we're doing this in honor of fallen soldiers. So that a crappy filmmaker and a crappy writer and crappy actors can all get together and make a crappy movie and waste everyone's time and money under the guise of we're doing this to remember our dead heroes. That's bullshit, man. Oh my God. It's bullshit. And I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm saying anything offensive. No, you're not. You're just so passionate. Yeah. Like I said, this movie was soul-crushing. It crushed my soul. I need to like take a break from movies for like a week. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm going to sleep fine tonight because I feel nothing after this. I'm I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna I'm gonna just be tossing and turning thinking about how bad this movie was. There was a bit point where man, they showed the shark and it was just for a split second, but it might as well have just been a smiley face. <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't believe it. Because you can capture the same effect with just fins, people being dragged underwater, and then blood coming up. Shall we recap all the genres that this movie tried to be? So it went from a day in the life as a sailor Mm -hmm. to an actual World War II movie Mm -hmm. to a A shipwreck, lost at sea movie to a shark movie. No, to to Titanic. To to Titanic. To lost at sea. (laughs) To lost at sea. To Jaws Sharknado. Yes. To a courtroom, a courtroom drama. drama, to a documentary. To a documentary. And the documentary was by far the best part, and it lasted maybe 120 seconds. Wait, to seconds. a courtroom drama, to a a apology? Like, what would you consider? Oh, what, when he talked to the like Japanese Retribution, guy? yeah. Yeah, like, I guess. Well, and so... To, but, like, a suicide. <laughs> right, but part of the reason that they had to put that scene is in, because there's no way that that Japanese guy would have just been there in D.C. for the trial, was Mm-mm. because that Japanese man heard about what happened oh, right, and right, years right, right, later right, yeah. came back to the U.S. and and fought to clear the name in of real the person... In real life. Fought to clear the name of the person... Of the captain. Uh, that Nicolas Cage played, Yeah. And then Bill couldn't like pardon him or something. Yeah, yeah. So post mortem. In like yeah, yeah. I guess post mortem. Yeah. yeah. But like he killed himself. Unbelievable! This movie. Mm. <sighs> well, Should we do some Nick Cage awards? Would love to. <laughs> Great. Uh, who is the best supporting actor? Good luck. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Um, Best dressed. Now, is it his navy whites or at the very end when he's back home, he's wearing a poop brown and pea yellow sweater. (laughs) And I don't know why. It's the this what bothered me most about the sweater is he has a button up shirt underneath and it's an oatmeal color. And then the center of the stripe of the sweater is also oatmeal. So it's just just like one big blob of oatmeal up to his face and it's just like his skin tone and then that oatmeal color really terrible together. Yeah, it's a really bad sweater. (laughs) Um uh oatmeal sweater. That's best dressed. Okay. 
Uh, worst scene was it? Was it? You were never here. Yes. Okay. Um, best Nick Cage scene. Good luck. It's either him screaming when the ship is sinking, or it's his delivery to the rescue. The rescue. That's a good one. Which one? The rescue. The rescue. I knew we're landing. <laughs> He also like looks crazy and he's moving crazy. I mean, I get it. He's been out at sea for like yeah. five days with like Let's little do food. That. We'll okay. get it to that. Yeah, the <laughs> something, man. Uh, best scream. It's. I mean, it's probably one of the screams when they're on the ship. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, abort. get overboard. He says, "Abandon ship." Abandon ship. Yeah, yeah, that's an order. Go, 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 jump. Yeah. Yeah, we can just kind of lump all of those all together. That together, like that whole scene. Yeah. He it's just, he's uh, he doesn't stop screaming. <laughs> no, he screams a lot in this movie. Some I don't think I even included. I mean, I get it. He's a captain. Yeah. Captain scream. Yeah. Nouveau shamanic. Most nouveau shamanic moment. We're gonna go with spam, Steve. <laughs> spam for one hundred. Spam. So special of the week. Spam. <laughs> just gonna go with the spam on That's that one. That's brilliant. Oh my god! I already <laughs> forgot about spam. spam. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that to you randomly, and you're gonna lose your mind. Yeah. It, she's not even. It wasn't. I don't oh, okay. know. It wasn't on the wires or anything. <laughs> it was not. Okay. I it was adjacent to the wire. Yeah, okay. But then she got stuck. <laughs> All right, Han. Where are we ranking this one? I know that you'll kill me if I don't put it near the bottom. I think it's got to be in the bottom five. All right. Oof, man, we've got some He's bad ones so, in the bottom like, five. He's so, like, cagey in it, though. All right, let me read you the bottom five okay. from best to worst, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is Outcast, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, Time to Kill, Industrial Symphony Number no. 1, Dream of the Brokenhearted, and A Christmas Carol. I think <clears throat> I think that Nick Cage's performance in this is cagier than that, and that's why I think it needs to go higher in the ranking. You're going to kill me. You're going to actually murder me. To me, let me, you rank it. You always, like, this is your ranking, and I I will not try to sway you beyond just telling you where I think I would put it. And I think it's between Captain Corelli and Time to Kill. I think that this is better than Time to Kill, but worse than Captain Corelli. This, of course, this movie, yes, I agree. But his performance is what we're talking about. Right. But you remember Captain Corelli. He played the mandolin. He played the mandolin. He had a terrible Italian accent. That's true. He was bobbity booping in all around. <laughs> all right. With that knowledge. I what, Look, like I said, you don't well, have to put it there. what's number six? The Boy in Blue. Seven. Amos and Andrew. Eight. This is eighth from the bottom, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rage. Nine. The Ant Bully. Ten. Astro Boy. Oh my god. I hate all of them. I hate all of those movies. Fine. I'll... You are so passionate about this one that I feel just... I would feel like a deep sense of regret and guilt <laughs> if I didn't rank it where you're asking me to rank it. I so know. I'm, well, you can rank it wherever no, you want, you're gonna, honestly. Like, it's okay. I'm, it's okay. I'm honestly worried that like we're going to have like a talk later. <laughs> If I don't, with like this general vibe that you're giving me right uh-huh, now, uh-huh. this attitude, uh-huh. this mood that you are in, uh-huh. so yeah, like put it between Captain Corelli, like li- live your life, <laughs> eat your heart out. <laughs> oh God! But it's like you said, I could probably wake up tomorrow and be like, ah, I wasn't that bad. You wanted to capture this part. of I me. don't. 
I don't think it was as bad as you were making okay. it out to well, be. Where do you want to put it then? There. Between Captain Corelli and Time to Kill. Let's just get it over with okay. and put it there. <laughs> All right. Well, I- <laughs> boy, do I have a treat for you All for next week. All it means week. is oh, that yeah. it, the lower, like, for our March Madness tournament, oh, which we yeah. need to plan. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be like either this week or next, yeah. Next week or the following, you yeah. mean? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this Wednesday <laughs> oh, this or the upcoming next. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. We'll probably do it like midweek because it's a bonus episode. Oh. That's what we did last year. All right. Well, I'm like busy. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, What were we saying? Oh, you were saying. That- oh, yeah. March Madness. Like the lower it is, it might be like a surprise. Yeah. That it'll it be beats- an underdog. Yeah, an underdog, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay, great. Fantastic. Next weekend, do I have a treat for you? Yeah. It is a movie called Army of One. It is a 25 on Rotten Tomatoes. Better. It is a comedy with Russell Brand and Nicolas Cage. I hate Russell Brand. I know. That's going to be fun. You're going to be the one in the driver's seat next week. I being... hate Russell yeah. Brand. <laughs> I know. This is going to be great. It's going to be fun. I cannot stand George Lopez and Russell Brand. They are my least favorite comedians. George Lopez? You didn't know this? No. The George Lopez show is some of the worst trash on TV. It's not on TV anymore, I don't think. Thank God. <laughs> Whew. That's it. Is it? I, I think so. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we leave? I don't, but we'll sign off. Remember, we're always here for you. Through Nick and Thin. Thanks for listening to this weird one, guys. Take care. Ow.